There are few doctrines in The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that are taught as often as the doctrine of the family. The family, a proclamation to the world, states, The family is ordained of God. Marriage between a man and woman is essential to His eternal plan. This doctrine impacts every aspect of our lives, including how we prepare for marriage. The Young Men's General Presidency said in 2010, It may seem a long way off now, but marriage is one of the most important decisions of your life. Your teenage years are not the time to make that decision, but proper dating will help you prepare to make that decision when it is appropriate. Proper dating will also help you be worthy and prepared to marry in the temple for time and all eternity, the right person at the right time. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the question, how do I date now to prepare for marriage? Thank you for joining me today on Answers with Amy. Since the goal of dating is to lead to marriage, I'm going to start by talking a little bit about what kind of relationships we should be aiming for, because the more we understand about our goal, the more we understand about what we need to do to achieve that goal. There's a family science theory called the exchange theory. Much of the world around us fits into this theory where we evaluate things in terms of rewards minus costs equals profits. This makes sense in a business and in a commerce settings, but we also tend to evaluate our relationships that way. In general, the exchange theory says that I'm okay investing into a relationship as long as I'm getting what I want out of the relationship. There are a few ways that viewing relationships as a rewards minus cost equation can get us into trouble. For example, if we're lonely or we feel like we're the only ones around us who aren't in a relationship, we the reward of dating someone is that we no longer feel alone. But we may find ourselves paying a cost we wouldn't otherwise find acceptable as long as we're getting that reward that they're helping us not feel lonely. We make ourselves very vulnerable to situations that undermine our standards because we may consider the cost of giving in worth the rewards of companionship. Another weakness of viewing relationships this way is that people change. We may start a relationship with a profitable relationship equation of rewards and costs, but over time we find that our needs change and the people we're in a relationship with changes and we change. Pretty soon we're looking at our relationship equation and realizing that we are no longer getting the rewards we want out of the relationship, and so we might not see it as valuable anymore. This is where people, if they're married, may get divorced in hope they can find a more favorable relationship equation or they can find somebody who's going to fill this need in them. Elder Bruce C. Hafen gave a talk called Covenant Marriage, where he called this type of marriage a contract marriage. He said, when trouble comes... Parties to a contractual marriage seek happiness by walking away. They marry to obtain benefits and will stay only as long as they're receiving what they bargained for. So contract marriages or relationships are immensely popular, and we see them all the time in books and movies and on social media. But this is not what Heavenly Father had in mind for us. He has something better in store. We're supposed to build what Elder Haven referred to as covenant marriages. So what's the difference? Covenant marriages are made when we enter into the sealing covenant. When a couple is sealed in the temple, it's very interesting that each person makes an individual covenant to Heavenly Father that they will treat the other well and commit themselves to marriage before they actually make covenants with each other. So this means that Heavenly Father is not an afterthought in marriage, but he's at the very core of the relationship. 
Of course, that doesn't happen automatically. Just like every other ordinance or covenants that we participate in, we have to grow into it. We have to do our part, our part in order to receive the rewards that are promised. Okay, I didn't forget that we're talking about dating and not just marriage, but all this stuff so far was to get to the point that there are two major purposes of marriage. One, marriage is meant to help each of us become like Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ. And two, marriage is meant to create eternal families, including children. And relationships with these goals might not always have a profitable relationship equation when we look at it through mortal eyes. But when we view it through an eternal perspective, we can see how rich and rewarding covenant relationships can be. We're not looking for someone to just fill a need in us. We are looking for somebody who helps us grow, who encourages Christ-like growth in us. So these two goals in marriage give us a lot of guidance about how we should date. We're not looking for someone who fills a need in exchange for something else. We're looking for a situation where both parties are working together and supporting each other in becoming more Christ-like. If you're in high school and over the age of 16, because we don't date until we're 16, Dating to prepare for marriage means we're looking for opportunities to develop our social skills, to understand the qualities and characteristics that are important to us, and to keep ourselves worthy to make covenants in the temple in the future. This is the time for us to date a lot of different people, learn what qualities encourage Christ-like growth in us, and learn to avoid qualities that embrace our weaknesses or enhance our weaknesses. So when a person is going to make this list, it's going to be very individual because everybody's weaknesses and strengths are individual. So maybe, for an example, one of your weaknesses is judging other people. And when you're around certain people, you find yourself constantly falling into that temptation. So take the time, evaluate the situation, evaluate the relationship. What is it that leaves you vulnerable to that temptation of judging others? And then put that on your list of things to avoid. In contrast, maybe you find that when you're around other people, you're always motivated to speak kindly, to be complimentary, to to be empathetic. Look at that relationship and see what it is that that encourages you to be kind and put that on your list of things you want to look for. It's going to be an individual list. Maybe somebody else who doesn't have the weakness of judging other people won't need those same qualities on their list. But you want to surround yourself with people and activities that help you strengthen your testimony of Christ and support righteous growth. So make your list. What is it that you need to help you become more Christ-like? Is it something that you need to develop in yourself? Is it something that you can develop in companionship with something else? Are the people you're in relationships with, whether it's a friendship or whether you're dating somebody, are you helping each other become like Christ? And if not, why not? If you're older or you're a return missionary or you're a single adult, dating to prepare for marriage means that you're using your past dating and relationship experience, all that time you spent experimenting, and you're using that to help you find a relationship that encourages Christ-like growth and kindness and love. You're now looking to find the person that embodies all the things that you found uh, when you were dating in high school. I do want to give a warning that... What you're looking for may not be developed in the person you're dating yet. Uh, Heavenly Father 
knows what people will be like in 20 years, but we don't always know what people will be like in 20 years. We have to date with the spirit because we can't just cross somebody off a list because we say, well, I really need somebody who's good at this because they might develop it in a few years. So you have to work with Heavenly Father while you've got your list of qualities that you're looking for. You have to work with Heavenly Father to help you know when somebody has the potential to develop that quality or when somebody is not going to be the person for you. If you're already married, it's never too late to turn your marriage into a covenant marriage. Everything we do that draws us closer to Christ and gets us closer to our eternal goals is going to benefit your marriage. Obviously, it's easier when both the husband and wife are actively engaged in that goal of becoming like Christ and creating an eternal family. But if that's not your situation, because it's not the situation for a lot of people, Drawing closer to Christ will still open the door to miracles happening in your life. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But every time we draw closer to Christ, we open the door to miracles. So have faith, keep moving forward, keep being righteous, and who knows what the Lord can make happen in your life. No matter what your relationship status is, I'll give you this piece of advice that I tell my seminary students a lot, that we need to be making relationship decisions with the Holy Ghost and not with our hormones. The Doctrine and Covenants talks about uh, the Holy Ghost speaking to our minds and to our hearts. We talked about this in the last episode about temples, but we want to date with that same uh, revelation in mind. We're not just looking for a companion with our minds and we're not just looking for a companion with our hearts. We want to use all that we have, all of our all of our uh, Christ-like strengths to find that relationship that will encourage Christ-like growth. It is possible. I don't know when it's going to happen for every person. For some people, it's going to happen in this life. For some people, it's going to happen when they're young. For some people, it's going to happen when they're more experienced in life. And for others, it might not happen until the eternities. But Heavenly Father has promised each of us that we will be a part of His family. We will be sealed together with righteous people when we keep and when we make and keep covenants. So please, whatever your situation is, have faith that Heavenly Father can make a family happen for you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating or review and share this episode with others. Your questions matter, and I would love to discuss them with you. You can contact me on Instagram at Answers with Amy. See you next time.